Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lent. I'm your host, James Lankman. And my guest this evening is a repeat repeat guest. Um, he's a great brother, and he's launching a new clothing line, so I figured I would give him the opportunity to talk about it. Dr. David Robinson, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, brother. Thanks. Nice again. It's hitting talk to you, man. I'm, I have to say that I'm, I'm admiring how you're making your moves, man. They're, they're really important to see you out here making moves and talking to these influential people. And I'm honored to, for you to even include me and then bring me back. So <laughs> I really oh, appreciate yeah, it's it. A, it's definitely an honor. We know we go way back and you've been a huge influence on my life. So it's, it's nothing but love to do this. All right. So I wanted to first let's start. Let's talk about the clothing line. Congratulations on it! Oh, thank you, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Now, tell the people what the clothing line name is. Uh, the clothing line is actually called First Gen Fly, um, and it's interesting that I was trying to figure out a name, and I could just name clothes, but part of me wanted to actually make this more of an experience and more of a statement. So when you think about first-gen flying as an old history teacher, uh, this is probably, in my opinion, the first generation presently that's been able to somewhat live their lives free of a lot of oppression. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say nothing, that, that, that no oppression exists. But this is the generation that has actually been able to, like, be independent and think independently, partially because they were forced to, you know, because society in many, in many ways has nothing for them. So I wanted a, a T-shirt line or a clothing line that actually made that statement that you don't just wear these clothes. You actually are telling the world that you are fly and you're and it's the first generation of us to look forward to more. Okay. Yeah, I love the name. It, does, it definitely makes sense. I, I love the name. Um, it was an excellent yeah. name. And, and and now what you explained it, I could definitely understand the motivation you had behind the name of it. Indeed, indeed. So did you have any reservations about starting the clothing line? Because you know it's so many different ones out here. I did. You know, I probably, in, in all honesty, I sat on this for years. Um a partner of mine when I was living in Charlotte, we came up with an idea just to start a, a clothing line, kind of a, we were going to actually press and print and control inventory and everything like that um, in-house. Um, his father had been doing that for years. So he had an idea how the business worked. I had ideas on like sayings and shirt designs and things like that because I've always been like one of the ones who kind of wore these t-shirts that had crazy statements and stuff like that. And I would actually wear these shirts and go to the gym and then wonder why people are staring at me, you know, <laughs> or, you know or someone would come up and say, Hey, yeah, I agree with that. And I'm like, why are you talking to me? And then I would look down. Like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, look, did, you, look, did you have a headphone coming up? <laughs> yes. So imagine how like weird that is. Right. So, but I, I realize I bring it on myself because I will wear these shirts to like airports and, and stuff like that. So people walk by and they're looking at you and I'm like, why are they staring at me like this? Then I look down I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I get it. So that was kind of the impetus, but that started maybe about 10 years ago. Um, and I sat on it. You know, I would give him ideas 
he's still doing it, you know, in his own right. But I would also give him ideas like, hey, this is a cool idea, whatever. He'd go and make the shirt. And that was what it was. Um, then, like, my cousin's fiance had this idea to come up with his own line. Um, and I believe you purchased something from his line. Um, and initially, when he got started, he went to me and my wife, and like, hey, I'm starting this t shirt company. Give me some ideas. And we just went to texting like crazy on him, you know, and just doing everything. Like, one of my um, favorite lines from a rap album was this uh, blood type um, Yankee blue. That's how he opened up the rhyme. Like, and I started thinking about that because I'm a Raiders fan. So I, I gave him the idea of blood type Raider black, you know, mm. and i like, you could take that idea and make it anything, you know, but that's because I'm, I'm such a Raiders fan. Yeah. That my blood type is Raider black, <laughs> you know, mm. and then, you know, because of course, you know, he's a drinker. So I gave him the idea of blood type Henny black, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but he began to take off with it and he, you know, went out and put his own thing out there. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, but we flooded him with so many ideas. There was no way on this earth he could possibly like use them all. Cause literally when he asked, like we was on a group email and my wife and I just kept like, we were probably in separate rooms and we just throwing ideas after ideas, after ideas. And I realized I was probably like overwhelming him with everything else. Cause he was probably getting ideas from other people as well. Um, so whenever I went to him, like if I had an idea, I wanted a shirt just for me, I'd be like, cuz do this for me and he'd do it. I'd pay for it, get the turnaround and stuff like that. And I still do that, even though I have this line because it's not a competition. You know, we are, we're brothers with family. Um, so I want his success and I, hopefully he wants mine too. And there's room for everybody, you know? So I still throw ideas out to him. You know, I still support his business and everything like that. Um, but I had reservations because, you know, you always fear rejection. You know, you always fear like if I had this idea and I jump out there and it's crickets, you know, what are people going to think and things like that. And it's only lately that I began to start thinking like, I'm willing to take that chance. You know, I'm so willing how did to... You- how did you how did you get the courage to get take to say, you know what, to hell with it, I'm gonna take that chance? Because I'm trying as much as I can. I have a I'm in a profession that I'm that I love. I'm I'm a professor. Uh so I love teaching and doing everything I do, but I also don't want to become so dependent upon my university for my source of living that they realize they control me. So I started thinking like, I'm, I got a lot of ideas swirling through my head. I don't want to take these ideas to the grave. So while I'm here, let me do everything I can. And let me, I'm still fearful of rejection, of course, but I realize that I've got to take out um, control out of, of my life out of everyone else's hands. And that's another thing that I do love about um, the generations that we're in is that we were, particularly my generation, because I'm 47. So, you know, if you think about it, like all the puffies and 50s and all those people, they're in my generation. We're that generation where our parents got on through civil rights. They were too young to be civil rights activists, but 
because of what civil rights did, they got on and they got in government jobs and they just knew that if I could get in this government job or if I could get this, you know, career or whatever started, I could build a foundation and then put my kids on. Well, they tried to put their kids on, but of course, society didn't allow that. So what you hear in our stories, some of us went to college and got our jobs and now we work pretty safe careers. But you hear a lot of people who that wasn't the case had to develop their own lane. So if you listen to like what, and as much as we have opinions about Dame Dash and Jay-Z and things like that, the story is still remarkable. That um, Jay-Z, for example, went to all these labels with his songs. And I remember Jay-Z when he first was with Original Flavor and all those people. But you keep getting rejected by the establishment. What you going to do? You're either going to give up on your dream or you're going to make your own lane. So in a way, some of that rejection from society actually forced us to kind of think independently and take our control. Um, when you work for someone else and that's your source of income and dependency and sustenance and you got bills and family, you become almost a slave to them. And when they recognize that they control you, they can get raw with you and you got to take it, <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> and the more, yeah. and the more money you have from them, the deeper you are in debt to them and the deeper you are in control of them. So we think of like if somebody's working like a job that pays $35,000, $40,000 that they doing bad. And if you could just make a hundred thousand dollars, you'd be good. But there are people making one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty thousand dollars, and they can't do nothing because they ain't trying to get that money up. Yeah. And yeah. corporate America and public and private institutions got a way of reminding you that I gave you this money, and you better behave a certain way. So, part of this was me just thinking about the fact that I want to decrease my dependency on other people. So. In addition to this line, uh, I am doing my, um, what is it, uh, LLC for my education consulting and for my um, educational academic writing. Um, I'm doing some self-publishing and I'm trying to branch out to where I can help, help other people self-publish um, and, and kind of give them a lane where they can actually be independent too. So I have a a number of things I'm trying to do, but all of it is spurred by the fact that I don't want the people who give me my salary to start feeling like I need them and they can then do whatever they want to do to me. Damn, that's deep. (laughs) That's really deep. (laughs) Because you do feel that way. Like, I I, I remember, um, like, I've talked to people and they like, uh, you know, yeah, but you got to be careful. Even like, I mean, and then granted, you shouldn't be posting anything on social media just saying everything reckless, but right. you do have to be mindful of what you say and what you do at all times because it could cost you your career. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, like, in my line of work, I am under surveillance all the time. So there's yeah, certain sure. things I realize I won't do. Like, when I was a little younger in this, I would engage in debates on like Facebook because I had a couple of weirdo friends who had friends <laughs> with a lot of people 
like mostly my friends on Facebook or whatever, they know me. Like we've met, right. we've seen each other face to face. You know what's going to happen if you come at me a particular way. Right. Well, I'm friends with one particular person and he has a wide range of friends. I hope you read in that kind of, you know, certain way. Um, so he begins to post a lot of political stuff and I'm kind of the wrong person to engage that in because I'm a history teacher and I'm a political science major and all that kind of stuff. And I kind of see the futility of these conversations, but I will engage and ask people questions and people will get upset. And next thing you know, they're bringing out information in this discussion that's on my Facebook profile. Mm. Which lets me know that while we're talking, you're checking me out. You know, and that's not cool because people will out you. I got friends who are in um, higher education who have to get police escorts once they arrive on campus. They have to get the police to escort them to their class and to their office. And then at the end of the day, get them to escort them back home or to their car because they get death threats. So there's some weirdos out here and people who will troll you. But then there's also people on your job that will be watching you and and, and monitoring your moves. Like, I get it a lot. Like, somebody will see something I may have post, and then they, they see me on the office or walking down the hallway and say, hey, man, you, you're out everywhere. Mm. How do you know that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it isn't like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll block that, and I'll make sure that it's not public or, or whatever. But it's also friends of mine who are showing people stuff. So I don't, I don't want to be that controlled. I am, I'm mindful of what I post. And you, we're Facebook friends. So you see, I don't go out there posting crazy stuff. You don't see me cursing or things like that. You don't even see me drinking and taking pictures of me drinking, you know, yeah. on my Facebook because I know I can't do that. But I got friends who are in public schools who are like principals. And they can't even go to Fridays on a weekend. They can't go to Applebee's or Cheesecake Factory where they live because they're scared that they're going to run into parents or they're going to run into students and stuff like that. I'm like, I can't live like that. You know, I, I, I've got to have some about freedom. That. Yeah, I've got to have some freedom. I've got to be in like, I've got to be able to live my life with, with very little apology for it, you know. So you can't be out here doing everything you want to do, and I can't even go to the to the neighborhood pub, you know, and watch a game. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Man, that's wild. That is, yeah. you know, and you never really and see. That's the thing you never really think about it that way. But mm-hmm. I, I guess if I was out and I saw my teacher, not, not necessarily like drinking, but I just remember I never forget one time I ran into a teacher of mine. She had a um, she had a part time job. And I was only in like the third grade, so I was like eight or nine. So, you know, yeah. you that age, you you think teachers, you don't even consider them like regular people. I don't know. You guess you think they <laughs> shop in another part of the world, do everything in another part of the world. So yeah. this teacher worked at Hex, and I'll never forget it. Me and my mother was in Hex, and, we, and I saw her, and her name is Brown, and she was just she you know she was working the counter, and I saw her. We spoke. And I'm I'm just thinking to myself, what is she doing here? Like, why, why is she not at school? But it it was a weekend <laughs> day. But it's just like you know, you that eight or nine, you just think all teachers do. 
is go to school. Uh-huh. But it's weird, like, even when you get older, it, you, you kind of still carry that mentality. Like, teachers just don't, like they they don't, don't live exist. regular life. <laughs> they yeah. don't do regular shit. So They, they only Man. appear when you turn the lights on in the school. You know, <laughs> I, I used to call it, like, we were poor celebrities. Because if I'm in a mall and I see a student, they'll be like, hey, Mr. Robinson, real loud. And now people mm. in the mall don't know who I am. But I got to be somebody because this person don't freaked out and called me by name. So now I'm just standing there looking weird. You know, so it's like being a celebrity, but you broke. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, so part of me is like, you know, that's that comes with being obligated to this organization because organization has a reputation too so if i go out and do something crazy it reflects on the organization you see that with celebrities who do something crazy and they lose all their endorsements because the company fears that what you did is going to impact their business and i get that but part of me also wants to be able to say you know i want to live i'm not going to do anything crazy but i also don't want to be so dependent upon you you start dictating everything i can do in my personal life you know, and I think our our generation and generations after us have that mentality where they want to be able to say and express themselves and not be dependent on other people uh, for their safety. So you see a lot of us and I admire when I see the younger generations actually go out and start out and do their own thing and decide I'm not going to follow a traditional route because I don't want to be like in prison to other people. So that that I can respect, you know. Definitely. So do you feel being an educator actually helps you any in business? Indeed. Indeed. Um so one, I'm I'm a teacher and I'm a history teacher and I taught business um and accounting and marketing and all that kind of stuff because I have an MBA. So definitely I I'm mindful of the pitfalls that a lot of businesses fall themselves into. And generally when businesses go under, it's a lack of internal control. You know, they're either pricing themselves out the game or they're misrepresenting or mishandling their money um, in the very beginning. So we, we, the general mantra in business is that most businesses go under in the first year and definitely within three years. So if you can make three years, you're pretty you're pretty good. Um, and the reason why they do that is because, you know, you either over inventory or under inventory. You're either over, uh, you're not monitoring your internal controls, so you're wasting money, um, and then all that comes out. So you have to be kind of mindful of that kind of stuff. I, and this is a kind of crazy example, but when I was living in Charlotte. Uh, some friends of mine would go and meet at this particular bar that was in downtown or what they call uptown Charlotte. And we were there so much, we got to know the owner. Um, but it was often like empty. So we he got to know us because we were sometimes the only people there. Um, <laughs> and I got to talking to him one day and I'm like, you know what, man? You keep charging $14 for a martini I'm going to come in here and buy one. But I know what a martini costs to make. It looks a dollar eighty cents to make a martini. Top shelf. 
So if you charge me $5 for this martini, I'm going to come in here and buy five or seven. But if you charge me $15, I'm going to come in here and buy one. So they're like, do you get the math? Yeah, I'm either going to spend $14 for one martini or I'm going to probably spend $25 to $35 for a $5 martini. And he just didn't understand that. He could not grasp himself to do that. He just was convinced that he was right and that he knew what he was doing and I didn't know what I was talking about. And within a year, he closed. And right now to this day, it used to be called the Rustic Martini. It is a parking lot. All because he didn't think about his internal controls. He didn't see what was happening and he blamed it on everybody else. Like he wouldn't have let a certain group of people in because he didn't want to make it a hood establishment. So he had a dress, he had a dress code, but I remember coming through there one night close to just before he had closed and it was hood night. It was knuck if you buck night. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm looking around at the clientele and I'm like, oh man, we need to get up out of here. This is about to get crazy. But you end up losing all your morals because where did all this, you know, we got a certain dress code come from? Where, where'd that go? You know, he was losing everything because he was realizing his business was going under. Now he's drastically trying to do stuff to save it. But he could have saved it and still catered to the crowd he wanted if he realized that our crowd is smart with our money. If I go out, and I'm going to have a drink, and it's $14. You got me now. You know, and there's a reason why on, like, his best night, which was Thursday night, he had five people in there. Damn. And those five people were me and four friends. <laughs> Damn. Like you're paying your iPod because you can't afford a DJ. Damn. So... I think a lot of times what what happens and what I I hope will help me is understanding my economies of scale, understanding inventory control. And what I do now is what they call drop shipping. So I don't even deal with inventory. And it costs me more um, in the bottom line, but I keep my price margins a certain price so that I'm not gouging folks. You know, it's pretty standard to pay $25 for a t-shirt. Yeah, that's true. You know, you know, or, or 30 to $35 for a sweatshirt or a hoodie or something like that. Um, I do know people who try to charge you $50 for a t-shirt. And while some people will buy it because it's a status thing, like, you know, to just buy things expensive because it says something for their self-esteem, most of us are going to say, oh, $50 for the t-shirt, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not doing that. So I'm, I'm not trying to gouge people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to try to take people for their money or anything like that. I, I do know that quality counts, even if I get a low margin. So I do buy like or invest in making shirts with the what the, what people have said is the best quality of shirt. Because I could yeah. do a 
I could do a low quality shirt that's like $7 base price. But once you wash it, you know, <laughs> you know what, what you got, you know, and I could rip people real quick because I could think about it. If it's seven ninety five for the shirt and then I put my logo on it or my sign on it or whatever and I charge you $30 for it, yeah, I'll clear $22 one time because the person who buy it ain't coming back. Right, Once they watch right. it, realize it went from a two X to a you know medium, <laughs> you know, or it faded and things like that. So I, it, there's no you can't cheat people and stay in business long. You yeah. know, people will eventually smarten up. Yeah. So I, I try to go with what has been said to be one of the quality products, and it cost me a lot to actually get the shirt. So my, my profit margins are smaller, but my figuring is if I can do volume, then I'm still good in the game. Yeah. You know, and if I'm yeah, constantly good. giving discounts, you know, I'm good in the game. Yeah. So do you have a, do you actually have a target market? Uh, yeah. So one, I, I want to make sure that I create shirts that speak to um, a larger audience. And anybody, of course, is welcome, regardless of race or whatever. But I do target black um, middle class uh, because I reluctantly, although it's weird calling myself middle class because financially I'm not. (laughs) Financially, I'm in credit class, which we can talk about a little later. But um, yeah, because yeah, I'm gonna need an explanation on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I target people who just, you know, they let sometimes their shirt make the statement that they wish their mind could. You know, mm, okay. So, and and essentially that's kind of how I I was like I would buy all these shirts with crazy sayings and stuff like that because it's in my mind to say it, but. I would look weird if I'm walking down the street with a megaphone saying every crazy thought that came to mind. <laughs> but like, if I, if I like, like one time I, I this is um, Insta- on Instagram, Gilly the Kid, you know. Oh yeah, I, I love Gilly, man. I love, I love Gilly. Gilly. Yeah. And he, he was making a little like Facebook, like a little Instagram post after um, this Cassidy battle where Cassidy then tried to call him out because you know, Cassidy lost. And he said something about fix your energy. Right? (laughs) (laughs) It was the perfect statement, right? So someone had come out, this um, company Art History 101 had created a shirt based on that. So I buy the shirt because once again, I remember that line and I loved it. So I buy the shirt but it's my way of making a statement to people. So I walk in the office with that, you know, <laughs> and it's a way for me to tell everybody around there, fix your energy. You right. know, you I'll be in my class. Say yeah. I'll be in my class with it. My, my students love it. Um, I'll be out on downtown bill street in Memphis and people, as I'm wearing it, people will, you know, once again, they'll look at it, give me a thumbs up or I love that shirt. And then I look down like, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm wearing that, you know, (laughs) 
but my my yeah, my goal is. was to yeah my goal was to create these shirts that speak to people that um you know that people can wear and it's kind of like let me say it without you you know judging so you know the whole blackish you know tv show yeah we created a line that was about hbcus so it could be like howard ish or spellman ish or fam you ish and then like underneath it kind of define what we mean by that so you you fam you but you kind of fam you you know <laughs> or you, <laughs> you howard but you kind of howard you lived in dc for a little bit so you claim it howard but you really not you know yeah. and i really want like smart ish like i'm i'm kind of smart but after 6 30 or after a couple of drinks i'm really not but but it's funny you know it's funny and it's interesting so the goal was once again just trying to make this thing where people could make a statement without having to mouth it you know and and also do things like of course black love and all that you know just because these are esteeming shirts these are shirts and sweaters and things like that where you you wear it as a statement to society that you are who you are, right? You know, so, so that is that was the goal for that. So if you can have anyone be like the model or spokesperson for the clothing line, who would it be and why? I I, I choose everyday people, everyday real people. You know. Okay. It's not my goal. Like, and I understand how that is. People want a celebrity endorsement. They want to pass their clothes off to like somebody who's famous who can go out there on social media and make them blow up. You know, everybody wants to do the FUBU route. Like, LL Cool J actually made FUBU. Yeah. Because he he was wearing it when no one else would. And it blew up because he wore it. My thing is, I would love for everyday people to have my shirts, to actually have this line, to wear it and make this statement, you know? And when someone asks, they tell them where they got it from, or they they put the shirt on, they take a selfie or take a picture and they tag that and they let everyone know where to go get on at. You know, yeah. I think it's a greater reach that way. Um, in fact, what I want to do um, for your listeners and for you tonight. Um, and we'll talk, of course, about this, but I want to send you a shirt or you design a shirt or give an idea. And I want you to actually, I'll get it to you. I want you to wear it, post it, and then I'm going to give you a discount code. Okay. So that everyone who actually is connected with you, who uses that code, gets a discount. For wearing that to me that's real i don't i lose profit on that a little bit but ultimately in the long run i won't because people will see you and they'll get online with what you with they use that discount code and they can do the same thing okay you know? so let me let's back it up so you want me to you want me to come up with a slogan or you want the listeners to come up with a slogan i want, I want you to okay. i want you to come up with something I will create that shirt and I will send it to you for free. All I ask that you do is that you put it on, you wear it, you take a shot with it, 
put it on your social media and you share a discount code with everybody so that they can actually go in and get either that shirt or any of the other products at a discount. The discount is going to be for a percentage off of everything in the store. Okay. You know, that's too easy. That's too easy. But that's my way of kind of saying I want I get more out of it when when people wear it who ain't celebrities, <laughs> you know? Right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, like a LeBron ward, I can blow up for a moment, you know? Gotcha. And that could be big and things like that, and that could, you know, work out. But for me, knowing that people who wear it sincerely mess with me, you know, sincerely deal with me, sincerely know me, um, and they see it and they like it and they put it on. You you kind of live forever when you deal with that. You know, you live for a moment when you do the celebrity thing. You know, because as soon as that celebrity mess up, you remember we talked about these companies, <laughs> right? As soon as celebrity mess up, as soon as, Le- as soon as LeBron don't win a championship, everybody against him, so they're against everything he's associated with. Damn, you know? they go to shirts. Yeah, you know. We had a good run. Well, I, I and I tell you what, because I actually, it's funny that you said that because I also, I, I had it on my heart because I wanted to make sure that I, I support you as well because I love what you're doing. I love yeah. everything about what you're doing because, I mean, again, I, I mentioned in the beginning, you've been a huge influence on my life. You've been a big supporter for me. And I actually bought the shirt. And, and for the listeners, it's actually a great shirt. I wanted mm-hmm. to take a picture with it today because I had on perfect shoes, but couldn't find the right cameraman. It was cold. So right. we're going to work on that. <laughs> but I'm going to make sure I post the picture of the other one I have on because yeah. I'm going to make sure I'm going to make sure I, I dress it up right. And I also, whoever listens to the podcast and the first person to send me a DM saying, hey, I want a shirt, buy me one. I'll buy you a shirt and I'll send it to you my cause. Oh, I want to support love. my, I got to support my brother. This, this man, man, people, anybody, like you've been a huge influence and, and I'm going to tell you that's why I got you. And I, and I, I don't know if I mentioned it the first time we talked, but you sent me, when I first told you about the podcast, you sent me a, a message and you told me you believed in, and I cannot tell you how much that meant to me. Like Indeed. I keep it on my phone. I look at like when, when I, Whenever anything that I need, like a push or I need some confidence, I always turn to that note and it's saved and it's locked in my phone. So you, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that message. So it, it's it's an honor to support you because I, you have to support people who are doing great things. And I know you, I know your line will be successful because I know who you are. So you. I had no doubt. So. I'm just I'm just proud and honored to be able to support. So anybody, the first person who, because sometimes I'll, I'll my podcast come out early in the morning and I wake up and people listen to it. So the first person <laughs> that DM me, the first person that DM me and tell me, hey, I want the shirt, send me one. That's gonna be the person I send it to. Indeed, indeed, that's that's cool. I really and appreciate I'm, that, man. And I'm still going, and I'm still going to do what you told me to do. I'm definitely going. Uh, I'm gonna have to think of something. To, to come up with and uh, come up with a so, line. And here's what I'm going to do right now. Cause I'm going to write this down because as soon as we get off, I'm going to create the actual discount code. Okay. Um, 
I'm going to call this LAMP 10, L-A-M-P 10, one zero. Okay. And anyone who uses that code will get 10% off the entire sale. Oh, man, I'm a discount code. I made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, once again, LAMP 10. And anyone who uses that, that is... 10% off the entire sale, whatever you buy. And if you go above $50, it's free shipping. So wow. I encourage you to like do as much as you can, much as you're willing to do. Um, essentially, if you kind of go two to three shirts, you, you pass $50, it's free shipping. And then the 10% comes off of that. So it, it kind of, in a way, it kind of incentivizes people to buy more. But I'm willing to actually do, you know, at least take the taxes off, you know, right, right. on the sale. So you get free shipping and the taxes if you go over $50. I think that's great, man. We're going to wrap it up because, oh, before I forget, let me give you a chance to say, because they need to see the code online. So let's let them know how they can follow, follow the page. Absolutely. So on Facebook, you just type in first gen fly. Um, one S T G E N F L Y. Um, on Instagram, the same thing. First gen fly. Um, one S T G N G E N F L Y. Um, the website is www.firstgenflyaltogether.com. Um, once again, a number one S T G E N F L Y. Um, you can't go wrong either one of those ways. Um, but find that, uh, find me. I'm I'm Derek Robinson. Um, if you find anything I'm doing, you'll probably see a connection from there to the site. If you forget any of that that I just said, um, but that is the easiest way to access it and me. Um, also, everything that I do is custom made. So if you got an idea um, that you know maybe you saw something that you should do better. Like if I did one HBCU um, shirt, but you went to, let's say, Fisk, or you went to Jackson State, or you went to North Carolina Central, or some, or Bowie State, you hit me up and let me know, hey, I went here, can you do that shirt this way? I can make that in minutes and get you a mock out and whatever you want to do. And if you want to, like, pub it, and things like that, we can negotiate, we can talk, you know, about how to make that work, make it work for you. All I ask is that, once again, you wear it, you post it, you tag it, and you refer your people back to me. You know, it's it's only good business, you know. So particularly if you got followers, stuff like that, share it with them, you know. Let them know you're part of this movement. Let them know you are here making the statements too. Um, and I'll give you discounts on that. I'll give you, you know, I, I'll ship you out a free shirt. I'm willing to do that, you know, because to me, you being able to make your statement and the, the esteem you get from being able to do all that is is, is important. Definitely. Well, again, thank you. Man. Um, I want to appreciate you doing this. And let me tell you, also, let me tell them how to follow me. My Instagram is Conversations with Lamp. And my Facebook is also Conversations with Lamp. And I hope you all continue to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. 
And Dr. Robinson, again, I truly appreciate you taking this time because I know how busy you are with the, with the, uh, with the education and the clothing line. You got a lot going on, but I'm humbled and honored that you took the time to do that. So thank you. Oh, man, I thank you so much once again, man. You are, you know, we've kind of been, we go back like 94. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is, this is all full circle, man. And I appreciate everything that's happening for you and your life. You know, I love the podcast. You know, keep this up because it's good information that people need to hear. You know, Thank in a world where we get so many other messages, man, you are actually highlighting um, everyday and remarkable people, everyday people doing remarkable things. Man, so I appreciate you. that. And I'm so coming honored that you brought me back on this. Man, coming from you, that's truly an honor. Thank you. Indeed, indeed. All right. Thank you all for listening. And you all have a great day.